This week on the Virtually Free Podcast, I sit down with Gwendolyn Gay and we talk all things YouTube. And since YouTube is such a hot topic these days, this episode is literally for each and every single one of you out there. If you're a virtual assistant looking to specialize, if you're a virtual assistant looking to get more exposure, uh, if you're a coach or another entrepreneur looking to add YouTube to your promotional roster, this episode is one that you definitely need to listen to. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Virtually Free Podcast. Today I have Gwendolyn Gay. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Amy? I'm pretty good. I'm really excited to chat with you uh, for everyone slash mostly everyone listening to this that does not know. Gwen and I are on a team together. So I'm super excited to talk about her expertise because she is the bomb.com when it comes to all things YouTube. So Gwen, I kind of just said it myself, but um, why don't you tell a little, uh, the audience a little bit about yourself and your business? Sure. So um, I have um, a consultancy where I help people with YouTube and um, video content creation, anything from camera presence, which is my strong suit with my background in public speaking. Um, and I've been a host on national television and large YouTube channels. So I really help people with their on-camera presence, but I also help them with just the strategy behind video creation. I find that a lot of people are scared of video creation. Um, sometimes that comes down to they're scared of the equipment. They're scared to, um, like I said, put themselves on camera, but also scared to keep up with it and the consistency of creating content like this, uh, a lot of people are just scared to get started with that. So, um, so I help people with that um, as a coach, but I also have a um, boutique studio where I help um, influencers who are already in the YouTube space and already making waves there. Um, and I give them freedom to create. So I just let them uh, do their thing. And I even, I go as far as giving them the SEO research for their topics. And then um, all they have to do is hit record and um, we take over from there. So we do all of the editing, we upload, we do all of the um, SEO and the branding. So anything from thumbnails to, um, you know, anything that you can think of beyond just creating the video um, so that, that uh, my, my creators that I hang out with um, have more time to uh, do what they're best at and, and the stuff that only they can do, which is uh, run their business and be, be the face of their business. So basically you just take everything except the actual recording of the video and it's like, I got this. Right. Yeah. So you step in front of the camera, you hit record, um, but everything from there, we, we take it over and we make it, um, you know, reach the widest audience we can make reach on YouTube. Awesome. Well, so you mentioned when you were, when you were telling the audience uh, what you've been up to and stuff, you were, you mentioned that you were a, uh, was it an uh, international or national uh, host for, was it news? Sorry, I've already forgotten. Sure. Yeah, no, um, I, yeah, I was a, um, a television host here in the U S I know your audience is probably everywhere, but I know you're in Canada. So, um, in, in the U S I did the Powerball drawings. So, um, I was one of only two hosts. And actually the current host that's doing it right now, I helped her get that job because I, she's a friend of mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did national television twice a week 
And, uh, and then from there, I went on to host a really large channel out in California for four years. Um, and that's kind of where I picked up my knowledge of YouTube. Um, and it's actually, it's changed so much since then. Um, but, but seeing how the trends go and understanding the strategy behind YouTube was something that um, I, I really benefit, uh, I benefited from, from that job. So that's, let's just back up because I'm really intrigued about this. So how did you kind of get into the, that job in California? Cause I, I mean, I wouldn't have seen the correlation between like national, like TV host to going on YouTube, at least not right. back a few years ago. Right. Like, yes, now it makes perfect sense, but like five, 10 years ago, it's like, wait, what? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so I'm a extremely introverted. I was painfully shy. Um, and this was all before college, but, um, by the time I got to college, I was somewhat, and, and this sounds so silly, but the word really would be discovered, but someone saw me and asked me to audition for the speech and debate team. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> like I'm the most introverted person ever. Um, and then um, I, I got onto the team and um, found out that that was not only something that I ended up being good at, but I, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then I became a award-winning public speaker um, and competed all over the United States. Uh, actually in Canada and um, and went from there and I, I said, you know, I don't want to read the news, but what can I do with this job? I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't want to be a journalist. Um, and I kind of fell into the idea of hosting. Um, so I finally had a word to put to that job <laughs> and I started chasing those types of things. And um, a lot of those things are contract based. They're, um, you know, you get signed up for one commercial or you get signed up for one thing. But I was really, really lucky to sign uh, with a company who was willing to have, who needed a full time host. So I worked there full time um, as their host for their YouTube channel. And really that came down to, um, knowing that host was the word they were looking for, you know, to find those jobs. And um, I knew someone in the company um, and I was able to just, uh, he actually told me that the job was open and I applied and then of course had to audition and um, fly out there and audition again. <laughs> and it was a whole process, but um, yeah, just, I think I, I really, Again, as I said, I'm very much introverted, but I learned along the way how to communicate on camera um, in a way that's really engaging to an audience. So the channel that I was helping out and I was the host for was actually an electronic repair, which is not a sexy topic. You know, it's hard to make that engaging. Um, so when I got the job, I was like, this is going to be my biggest challenge is really making this engaging and making this something that people can relate to um, a general audience, not just an audience that knows what they're doing with tools. Right. So um, that was kind of my mission for the for the four years that I was there. And um, and it was amazing. And the audience was incredible. And hearing stories of people who decided to open an iPhone and they've never even held a screwdriver, you know, those types of stories were pretty amazing. And, and I'm really happy that I got to, you know, contribute to that. 
Awesome. Well, that's really cool. And I love, I always love hearing the different stories about how everyone kind of gets into their, their online business because it's so different. And it's just, it's so funny. Cause like, I always, you always expect to share like some similarities between, you know, other online service providers, but our stories are so different. It's just so awesome how we've all like come together in this space. Um, but I can't, I'm ready to jump into like YouTube. So my first question about this is mainly because I myself have started, I say started as in if I've published a video, <laughs> but um, a YouTube channel. And one of the biggest things, not for me, but uh, one of the biggest uh, topics or hot topics out there was, was it, is there even a point to start a YouTube channel in 2019, considering just how massive the platform has grown? I think what every, every second or every minute, how many videos are being uploaded? Like the numbers are outrageous. So what, what's your opinion? Do you think it's, it's worth uh, starting that channel in 2019 or not? Yeah, 100%. And here's, so I'm just going to take that question as why YouTube. And um, really, if you think about it, there's really, if you're, if you're trying to build your influence on something like Facebook or, um, you know, other, other platforms that are more social networks, but not a searchable platform, um, then you're missing out on a cold audience that hasn't been able to discover you yet. They can't search for your content on Facebook. They, you know, so if you're creating a blog or you're doing a YouTube channel, those things, you can use things like keywords and Google, for instance, uh, to reach a cold audience. So yes, there are a lot of creators out there. Um, but it is, very easy to find um, your space on YouTube if you can be creative and, and figure out what makes you different. Um, so I absolutely think it's worth it, um, mostly because blogs are great, you know, um, for searchability and SEO and finding that cold audience. But if a picture is worth a thousand words, a video is just priceless because you're able to communicate value. Um, you're able to reach uh, a, and develop relationships with your audience a lot faster. So video in general, no matter what platform you're building on is really important, but why not build your influence on a platform that can be searched, right? And it's owned by the first largest search engine, Google. Um, so actually YouTube content gets preference over something that was built on some other platform. So I don't see any downsides to trying YouTube. <laughs> I know. And I always wonder, like, I'm like, well, what's the alternative? Like these people that are like asking these questions or I'm just like, are you asking because you want to know if you can make money overnight? Are you asking because you actually want to like become like an influencer? Like what's, what's the end game too. Right. So I always find that really interesting because I, I never fall into those traps because I feel like it's just a way to, you know, get out of doing what you've committed to doing. So, um, I, I, tend I not really, to... yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I, I feel like when it comes to YouTube and, and talking about money, it's definitely a slow growth thing, but so would a blog, a blog would be that too. You know, you, it's not going to be something that's going to be an overnight success and no one has ever seen that. Um, and making a viral video just doesn't happen. Um, that's kind of like getting hit by lightning. Uh, it's really just knowing your audience and providing value, right? So um, you're going to have that slow growth, but having those people that know, like, and trust you and that are just falling in love with you because of, you know, what you're creating 
for them valuable content that they they were searching for something and you provided that value right immediately and they are receptive to your personality and how you delivered it which yes there may be a million other people saying the same thing on youtube but they are really just relating to you you're the only one that could deliver that to them and them understand it the way that you said it um so again just remember youtube is a it's not an overnight success but it's so worth it for that cold audience and you know if you're scared about it there's always other platforms but as long as you're putting yourself out on video and trusting that a search engine is really the best way to find that new cold audience that that doesn't know you yet but they're searching for you they're out there searching for you right now and if you're not putting your value out there then someone else is going to snag them right but what what do you have uh, as a suggestion for people that are trying to get ideas for content because you know i i started off blogging at the very beginning of my business and i i came to the podcasting sphere and now moving on to or not moving on but adding youtube to it and you know sometimes i'm like i'm gonna run out of content soon because I feel like I'm like, you know, I'm writing about stuff and then I'll, I'll recycle it a little bit and then do a podcast episode and like recycle it a little bit more. But is there any like, tr not trends, but any um, type of content that does really well, especially for people when it comes from like a virtual assistant, online service provider, done for you uh, service provider space? Sure. Um, so I would suggest um, a tool as well as a little bit of a strategy. So um, always, always, always use um, a search engine. So I search both in Google and in YouTube and I just see what they suggest. So I have a keyword, I'm searching the keyword and then I see what they suggest. That makes, that tells me that those certain words together and they're called long tail tags. Um, are what people are searching. So once I find one that I'm comfortable with covering, then I kind of go into that and I see what other people have done. What are the other videos that are around this? What are the keywords they used in that? And how can I make it different? Are, is, are all the videos from five years ago, have things changed on the platform that I'm you know, informing people on or the how-to? Are things different now? Is there a way to just make this unique and new um, that they haven't thought of? right? Um, so that's, that's where I would start. But the tool that I love, and it's a free Chrome extension, it's called Keywords Everywhere. Um, and that can be used for more than YouTube. It can be used for really anything. Um, but as soon as you type things in a keyword of sorts, it will tell you the search volume per month, and it will tell you um, the competition. Um, so those are the types of tools. That's a free Chrome extension, but I also use others like TubeBuddy is a fantastic one. VidIQ is basically the same thing, um, but both are very good and deliver somewhat different um, information. But it really comes down to in order to make, like you said, the tags, titles, and descriptions are really, they should be the last thing that you're thinking about in, the ter in terms of growth it comes down to retention and engagement to YouTube. So if you are not creating content for engagement, if you're not asking for engagement, um, if you don't know how to do that in your script, I, I offer that to people. I show them how to um, say what they need to say to have that engagement because engagement means something to YouTube. 
Um, and then also retention. So making sure you're creating valuable content that people want to watch all the way to the end, not just like clickbait, right? So if you're creating something and you have tags that have nothing to do with the video inside, you're going to be bumped down and you're never going to be seen because people will realize that's clickbait. Um, so again, there's the tool I love is keywords everywhere. It's free. Anyone can use it. Um, but also it's really just going into your search engines, either YouTube or Google, figuring out what people are asking. If you type in those keywords, what are the other things that are coming up in that search? And then after you find that video, maybe there's a couple videos you click on, what are the questions they're getting in their video? Can you answer those specific questions, right? So maybe they didn't explain it fully and their audience had questions. Take one of those questions and make a video around it. That means that there's people out there who, who have the same question, right? So that's kind of where I would start with like what content to start with. Okay. I really like, so I want to go back to what you said. You're like, you were looking, you look for the keyword or whatever you, and then you look at your competition. And I was watching an amazing documentary yesterday and it was talking about like the creative, uh, like the, how we are creative as human beings. And I think a lot of us get stuck in the whole idea that we have to go out and recreate the wheel while we're making content for YouTube. Like we have to go out and like create something brand new, freaking amazing. That's going to blow people's mind, which yeah, that's awesome. But it's more creativity is more about just taking what already exists and just adapting it and making it into your own voice, like you said. And we're not talking about copying people. That's very different. But to being able to, you know, build on what those other people in your space have done is also a compliment to them as well, because you're saying, wow, I really like this. Like for me, I want to put my spin on it because my people are, you know, a, like a little different. And then we're helping more people together, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I don't, I, I'm with you. I don't think there's anything out there that's just like this new brilliant idea that's never been heard of. And, and that's okay, because you have to remember, especially in the how-to space, which is basically YouTube now, everybody, you know, the best <laughs> content on YouTube is how-to, um, especially in that space is everyone learns differently. And and if you can find a way that you teach differently to a crowd that's really receptive to it, um, maybe you're in, it, it, the name of the game is infotainment, right? So mm -hmm. if you can be entertaining and engaging and informative in one video, um, you're going to do just fine. It doesn't matter if a million people have done it before because someone will find you and say, oh my gosh, I've watched videos on this subject for five years and it finally clicked. Thank you. You know, so it doesn't matter. You need to put that out of your head and say, you know, that's imposter syndrome. We're not dealing yeah. with that right now. My value is important. And maybe my value is that I can deliver the same content, only I can deliver it differently to someone who's really receptive to the way I look and the way I sound. Yeah. And I, I love you mentioned imposter syndrome because like I always break what my set to everything because it's always there. And when people try to talk themselves out of doing something like that, it's always, I find anyways, at least in my experience, it always has to come down to exactly what you said. They're like nervous and scared and they don't want to quote unquote fail. Although putting yourself out there is not failing. 
Uh, and then they're like, you know what? Never mind. No, it's fine. It's not worth it. Like it'll be a new platform in like a year and a half. There'll be, it's not going anywhere. So <laughs> you, you, you keep making those excuses, but, um, but awesome fun. It was great chatting with you about YouTube and hopefully everyone listening has gotten some ideas and maybe that little nudge to actually go out and start creating. Um, but as I leave all my shows, I would love for you to leave the audience with some words of wisdom when it comes to anything entrepreneurship. Sure. Um, I, I wish someone had kind of told me this advice, so I will give that out. Um, build your authority now and it doesn't matter what platform it doesn't matter um you know how you're doing what kind of content you're creating build your authority now build your following now and um create value i think eventually along the way you're really going to find your niche and how you're going to service them differently than other people but as long as you can start finding your audience and um if, if you, if you just have a pool of people that really know, like, and trust you, um, then you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Like I, I did the wrong thing in that was, I have this great value. I'm going to start making money. And I was chasing, um, the next deal. And, uh, as long as you're doing that, you're not really providing value to the people who will become your tribe. 